Hello and welcome back. Um, we've had our quick 10 minute break and we're back here with a very lazy map made by the wonderful guys over at Albert Rodeo. If you want a quick map on the move, Albert Rodeo. Just Google it. You only have to make a little login and then you get little things down the side that uh, show you the uh, that show you the, um, the like tokens and if you're smart and stuff you can you can make this brilliant if you're not smart you can make it like I have and just been lazy and thrown them down <laughs> so uh, I think it's a great tool it's it's a wonderful tool and I think also it's a lot less demanding on like the system uh, for your PC if you're playing online um, Roll20 can be quite a bit of a nightmare sometimes. It's brilliant to play online and get your games uh, set up, um, but this is also free, so you don't have to pay for certain parts of the, the, the wonders that Roll20 offer. Um, that we are not subscribed or sponsored by either. <laughs> nope. We don't, we don't get sponsors. We don't... We, we, yep, we're, we're good. Anyway, but yeah. the... Just quickly before we jump back in, and on a, a terrible segue, thinking of spending money on things, if you do fancy dropping some uh, some some change or anything like that you might have, um, we are currently working on essentially a load of, uh, of interesting content, as you can see right now, uh, to raise money uh, for, uh, or mm, this content isn't for that, but it's aiding towards that. We're doing a Just Giving uh, kind of event on the 14th of August, come watch us play from 9.30 in the morning through to 11.30 at night um, all over the Saturday the, uh, the 14th of August we're doing three different campaign mini one shots da, da, da. Um, and you'll be able to see the lovely Mr. Bingle Bang Bang DM a game where you've already paid for us to be murdered by a Tarask so cheers <laughs> you'll be seeing the wonderful Ms. Uh, Emma Bamford who was known as Erica Jones on our uh, 16 Camel Cutes podcast uh, DMing her first one uh, for the uh, Stranger Things box that was made as a, like a starter kit, the Hunt for the Fizzle Hydra, um, and then the end of the night will be these lovely people having to suffer what I tried to make for a level 21 shot. So um, yeah, um, if you're enjoying what you see now and want more, come come do it for a good cause and always uh, as usual if you want to uh, give money to that before the day or even on the day uh, justgiving.com forward slash bamf84 uh, is the link you need to go to to get yourself uh, a, a lovely kind of warm feeling in your heart as you give some money to raise money for loros in uh, in uh, leicester it's a hospice that looked after her father uh, unfortunately last year he passed um, and uh, the the Loras team not only have looked after Emma and her family, but also look after many people across. Uh, I believe they're not just Leicester. Uh, kind of, I think it's focused on Leicester people, but have helped people outside of Leicester as well. You want to know more about them? Just Google Loros. It's L O R O S. Anyway, that's enough nice stuff. Let's get back into the evilry. Um, so, Master Darian. Um, you have been following two of the several adventurers uh, that you, um, or one, technically you've been following one adventurer you hired, uh, and the blacksmith, uh, Gregor Soot, uh, as they were heading out of town to have a conversation, apparently, uh, with the leader of the, uh, of the party meeting them uh, in this clearing in the middle of the night um, and discussing essentially a debriefing of what happened 
at this house on the outskirts of town. Um, there, there you go. Hospice covers Leicester, Leicestershire and Rutland. Thank you, uh, Bam, for dropping that in the chat. Um, but yes, um, so you followed them out of town and you found them in a clearing having this debriefing where um, Soot is going to have to respond, basically inform uh, Halcyor, the Lord Baron, the Land Baron of the area, of what happened and why the plan to kill this new Lord hasn't gone to plan. Whilst listening, you were very stealthy and kept to, to the darkness, but unfortunately a an unfamiliar mist has grown around the area and definitely not stolen from any of the D&D campaigns whatsoever because we can have vampires without that one um, um, but yes um, the, uh, the this mist has come around and it kind of silhouetted you in the darkness only for Gregor to notice you as he's turning to leave himself um, before we jump into this did you have a rough idea of how many adventurers would have been in the party? Um, I had it as, I think it was like four. Yeah. So uh, just for, because obviously part of your thing is you're looking to get revenge on this party. You would be aware that this isn't the full pack. You know that, um, as they've already explained, one of them apparently died in... Uh, chasing down this new lord and also unfortunately uh, the end of your good uh, lady-to-be's um, own life but there is one still outstanding somewhere uh, as well uh, just so you're aware that I haven't given you the, the full glory of revenge just yet you've got more coming for you don't worry <laughs> but yes until then uh, as you turned to flee in a panic as you've already said you're uh, Dorian very much would have uh, seen these free people and gone. I am outnumbered and I am very much out of uh, out of my skill set here. If I do get caught, so you turn to to retreat and just as you do, the slick mud underneath you has given way and you land prone on the ground. I've placed on the map uh, the free people. Uh, so you've got uh, yourself is the skull because you know fitting thing for a vampire spawn. Um, and then off in the distance uh, for just in case this does ever come up on our podcast and you're listening audibly, uh, audibly the words uh, about uh, 30 40 feet off into the clearing itself uh, you can see the two uh, the dwarf and the humanoid uh, that were uh, having a chat with the um, with the blacksmith Gregor uh, Gregor is going to be marked by the very fitting kind of hog face um, and the two blades are the two uh, the two adventurers. Um, either side of them, uh, basically there, there's about ten feet in between all of them together. If you're not listening, to, if you're just listening to this and not seeing this visibly, um, but yes, with this, um, I would like you, my dear Dorian, to roll me some initiative. Is that okay? Yay. Because we always want fights. <laughs> Uh, where is my Dorian? There he is. Oh. Dink. Uh, that'll be a 13. 13. Lovely. So, I'm just going to see if there's some lovely background music to add to this to make it more ominous. Action. Play. That's lovely. Let's do that. Again, tabletop audio. I love this website. It's so brilliant. Um, 
Um, but yes, um, so as you slip and land uh, onto the mud, uh, you t the wind knocked out of you. There is almost like a feral moment as almost like the, the, the lizard brain, if you will, in the back of your own conscious unlocks and you start to feel a lot more defensive and aggressive uh, and you kind of have a full awakening of your full uh, vampiric spawn self. Your, your nails as you start to dig into the mud to try and get yourself back up become much more hardened and claw-like. You can feel that, again, that kind of bile coming up in the back of your throat from that first. And even from this distance, you're not sure what it is. Maybe it's just the, the, not, the wind being knocked from you. Maybe it's the panic of where you are. But you can hear their heartbeat. Each one of them pulsing at their own speeds in a weird cacophony in the background. And one of them out of the three is very, very weirdly slowed. Even with this, it's almost like a, a, a weird kind of blind sight with it. You can tell that the two heartbeats that you can hear that are speeding up are definitely the adventurers and the one that is abnormally slow is our blacksmith friend. Um, so, you have rolled initiative. We start at the top of the round with Gregor, who, seeing uh, the figure slam to the ground and also here, kind of having that moment of going, oh, Taylor, this could have been easy. Uh, he starts to uh, drop the he drops the lantern down to the ground and uh, clears his throat and basically gestures with his hands to the two adventurers. He goes, "You might as well finish the job, you feckin' idiots, um, and will not be doing any other action this turn. Um, he will be just standing watching this from afar." Um, for the next person, we have uh, the dwarf who is to the right for of, uh, of Gregor for your vision where you would have seen him uh, and he is going to run forward pulling his blade um, let me just open this up here yep he pulls a scimitar from his his, uh, his scabbard and starts running forward 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, uh, 35, 40. he dashes as well 40, 45, 50, 45 and uh, fifth, uh, it would be there, sorry, 50, because he's a dwarf. I, I've just misread my sheet. There we go. Um, that is his turn. Uh, so as you uh, as you take in this Dorian, you can hear the heartbeat of one of them starting to get ever closer, and it's almost like your own heartbeat is being drowned out by this thumping of the blood rushing through his system. Uh, you can you can hear the squelch of mud just about 10 feet to the, the, the left of you as you hear his foot land just ahead of you, and you time almost stops as you focus on uh, your own turn of, uh, in terms of uh, mechanics, your turn in initiative, but in terms of like the story, there's a moment like almost time stops as you manage to turn and have your own moment uh, in this uh, this battle. What would you like to do? Um, let get on up there. Lovely. So you use half. Unfortunately, it's my own nastiness that's made you prone. So you'd use half speed to get up. Yeah. Um, uh, have you logged in and do you want to move yourself, or I'm happy to move you if you'd like? Uh, do you want to carry on a move? Yeah, that's fine. Do you want to run up to the dwarf essentially? Yep. Excellent. So you spring up. Uh, you're you're normally. I think this is fair to say that because Dorian is quite a uh, um, a bookish man, if you will. Um, 
you're not normally quite agile and, uh, and lithe, but you're s somehow the sinews in your muscles kick in and you basically leap up into the air in a pushing press-up up onto your feet and turn and round on the dwarf. Uh, this feral kind of lizard brain in the back of your head starting to growl louder and louder as it calls for action. What do you do? Um... Well, I mean, I've got a multi-attack. Oof! Multi-attack. Get it! Yep. Um, I think two claws. Okay. Go for it. Roll for it, attack. There. Uh, so the first is a 12. A 12? A 12 just hits. And the second one would be a 15. 15. Both hit. Go for it. Oh god, it's D4s. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just... Uh, so, six slashing damage off the first. Nice. And for the second... Um, I'm going to grapple. Okay, excellent. As I can forego damage... Uh, and grapple the target instead. Excellent. So you slash across his front uh, uh, with your first claw, and again, you're not sure as Dorian. There's a moment where it's almost like you're uh, you're Jaegering, uh your own body with this other being that has kind of raised out of you, and you can. It's almost like you're watching as a backseat uh, driver uh, as your body just reacts violently. You swipe out with this new claw-like taloned uh, hand that seems to have sprouted out of nowhere and it doesn't seem weird to you at all as you just rake across his face blood spurting out and kind of almost uh, luckily because you're wearing a cloak it doesn't damage another shirt uh, but you do have that moment as this, the blood sprays across your front and there's a very very excited kind of yelp of uh, of uh, consult, uh, of congratulations from the uh, the lizard brain part of you that second time you bring the arm round and he almost tries to duck thinking he's going to get hit but you swoop round and take him into a hug and pull him with his neck basically in a chokehold right against your body. Excellent. Um, anything else for you? Uh, no, that is me done. Lovely. That will bring us to the other adventurer who is going to pull his own scimitar, looks towards, um, towards Gregor and kind of go, oh, He's just a tailor. What are you doing? Um, and then runs forward himself. 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, and will be trying to attack you. Um, so, will a... That's a 16 hit on the first one. Uh, oh, yeah, that sorry, will hit. Not a he doesn't have a multi-attack. Sorry, I just misread my... Uh, excuse me, I've made random character sheets for these two and... Um, misread one part where uh, it's a different thing that he has um, multi-attack on. So uh, with his scimitar, he can only swing once. Uh, so he swings through. Uh, as you say, it's hit. Uh, you'll be taking... Um, this is a non-magical attack, just for your knowledge. So you'll, be, you'll be taking four points of slashing damage, um, which I believe is halved for you because you have a resistance. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So he runs up, and as you turn, using the dwarf as a shield, he brings his scimitar up and swipes towards you, cutting across your forearm, and you feel like this slight pain, as if like a cat scratch 
rather than the normal feel of like what you imagine a blade would feel like against you. And again, in the back of your head, this lizard brain starts roaring with aggression. It almost It's almost like it wants to rip the head off this dwarf and throw it at this guy. Um, but that is his turn. That brings back to the beginning of the round where Gregor is going to stand watching, um, almost aghast at the fact that you've managed to uh, uh, take a blow from one guy, but also what you've just done to the dwarf, as this is very uncharacteristic for yourself. Um, the dwarf is going to try to break out of his grapple. Uh, I assume it'll be an athletics yeah. check. Do you have a DC for it? I do. It's not that, that high. Okay. Um, he's rolled a 15. Yep, that'll do it. So okay. DC 13. Okay, so he kicks out uh, trying to fight back at you and he swings back with an elbow. It doesn't do damage at all uh, as it's basically like a, a, a one damage anyway. Um, so with your resistance against non-magical damage it just it blow, r- rinse off uh, water off a duck's back as it slams it and you kind of have a moment of winding and then he pushes off and turns around to you uh, trying to fight for a scabbard that's on the floor after being pulled into a grapple with you um, but that is his turn uh, this will bring us to yourself Dorian what would you like to do you have both adventurers either side of you the dwarf fighting for his sword off the ground as it's slipping around in the wet mud the uh, the human figure that you had already seen who slashed at you is currently stood aggressively holding his scimitar for another swing uh, well, just to check, I am not um, in sunlight or uh, in running water. No, so technically the only running water, if you will, would be the rain, but it's a light rain. And as we've come to 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening now, it is, it's basically uh, night time, so there's no actual sunlight around. Unless Wonderful. Wanna... In which... <laughs> Sorry, I, I was about to do a nerd thing. My... Uh, my regeneration will kick in. Excellent. And I'll regain my hit points. Excellent. So you gain back your your health. Uh, so let's go in for another two claws. Excellent. And uh, fight until they're restrained. And so, um, same target as before. So the first one is a fourteen. That will hit. And the second one is a twenty-four. That will hit. Yep. Um. Do you want to roll damage for the first one um, on the dwarf? Because uh, I will say, depending on how much you roll, uh, I don't want to waste your second attack. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so the first one uh, would be nine damage. Yep, you, you, you absolutely slaughter him. The second uh, blow against the dwarf as he's fighting, uh, you cl- clear your throat and he looks up in an uh, instinctual fashion and you just rake across his face again and he whites out and drops to the ground. Um, would you like to use your second one on the other bandit just so you're not wasting an attack? Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, okay. let's, let's just go for the grapple on it. Okay, lovely. So it would have hit. So you, uh, taking this moment, you swing uh, and almost do like a, an uppercut with the the swing. Uh, he kind of goes to defend against it. And as you do, you feign the attack and swing around, grabbing him around his waist and pulling him in as well. Uh, this guy is about a foot taller than you. Um, just for a, like a context, he's quite a tall, almost like Goliath-like uh, human. 
uh, but you pull him in uh, into a grapple and hold him in place and he starts to swing around trying to get you but because you're grappled around his waist he can't seem to hit you with his elbows at all even if he swings low um, lovely um, anything else for you at all or no, I think that'll probably about do it for me. Lovely. Um, let's just pull this up to make sure I've got this right. So that would be his turn now. He's going to try kick you. Um, rather than try to break out the grapple itself, he's just going to try kick backwards. Um, so, he that might not do it at all. Yeah, that's a... Because uh, I'm going to give him disadvantage because he can't see you. Because he's kicking backwards. Um, that would be a free in total, so I don't think that'll hit. No, it doesn't. Lovely. So he just, again, you, as you start to uh, hold him in place, you, you see one of the legs swing backwards, and you just deftly lift your own leg to move out of the way and slam your foot back into the ground, planting yourself in place. Um, that will bring us back to uh, the uh, the blacksmith, who is going to roar in anger um, and is going to uh, take his action to uh, to polymorph into a a boar. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, no, I'll go boar humanoids um, hybrid and he's going to start charging forwards uh, da, 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 da. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 gets him there so he can't get any further um, actually I reckon with him he knows his thing so he would get there so he runs into a, a line and just basically uh, plants himself with his feet almost in that kind of bull-like fashion starts to dig his foot into the ground as his face his face starts to elongate into a snout tusks start to grow out of the bottom of his jaw and his furry kind of beard and long hair start to mat into one very very kind of aggressive looking boar-like face um he starts to roar in aggression and starts to plant his foot into the ground but that is his turn That'll bring us to yourself, Dorian. What would you like to do? Um. So my target is still restrained, yeah. He is indeed. Wonderful. Let's do a bite. Ooh. What does bite do? Uh. So first up, we've got a um an attack to hit, which I think a twenty-three probably will. Yeah, that hits with a twelve of AC. <laughs> Uh, lovely. So, first up is going to take, um, uh, eight piercing damage. Okay. And then after that is going to take, uh, a further eight necrotic damage. Oof. And that would then heal, uh... Yep, that, that would then heal me, um, okay. but I, I'm not damaged, so okay. I'll have a little sit, maybe it'll, maybe it'll fill me up. Um, however, uh, it also it reduces uh, the target hit point maximum by that amount. Okay, well uh, the, uh, the first eight points brought him down to two hit points. So uh, he's minus six for for. Uh... Oh, well, in which case, then uh, that's fine because I can I can talk through the other bit. Uh, if the, well, the target dies if the effect reduces its hit point maximum to zero, so it's dead, dead. Excellent. Um, so with that, um, you 
for for the first time for Dory. You're not really sure what it is, but there's that lizard brain charging you on, and there's that thing that you kind of call back to the morning on the farm, where as you just leap forward and you bite into the neck of this person, you raise up, almost pulling yourself up from his shoulders, and then bite into his neck and just drink heartily. And for the first time all day, after drinking wine, drinking water, eating lunch, first time in since the six, uh, five, six o'clock in the morning, you already had. There is a moment where your stomach feels sated, and this warm rush of blood runs into your mouth and down your gullet, and you feel the entire body of this large human go limp, and then ride him down in a kind of like a, a mechanical bull back onto the ground, and deftly just leaping up. You push it, plant yourself with your feet on the small of his back and plant yourself and push, leaping up midair off him and landing on his back in a very monkish fashion. Um, lovely. Um, I believe this brings us to uh, Gregor, who, seeing this, roars again. Uh, this time you hear through a very uh, kind of like lisped voice with the fact he's got two tusks. He roars, you weren't meant to catch us, and charges forwards, 5, 10, 15, 20, um, and is going to do a charge attack um, at you. Um, uh, so it will be a tusk attack, uh, that's a 24 to hit, so I imagine yep. that will be hitting, lovely. Mm -hmm. You will be taking... Um, and I believe, let me just double check the ruling on this, because I don't think it is. Um, no, technically this is uh, not classed as a magical attack, I believe, with the ruling of uh, of how the, the character sheet works. So it would be halved this, so I'll give you the half damage once I've rolled it. Uh, da, 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 da. That's that. Okay, so it's... Uh, so that's the... A lot of dice being um, rolled here. That's 22 points of damage uh, before halving, so you take 11 points of, uh, of bludgeoning damage. Uh, no, not bludgeoning damage, sorry. Um, of slashing damage as he runs forwards roaring at you and raises his tusks into you clawing against the the uh, the chest of you as he slams into you um i believe at this point i need to ask for a constitution saving throw okay <laughs> let's ruin this vampire now um uh, uh, i mean i'm that that should be fine uh, that is a 21. Yeah, there's a there's a, a feeling of weirdness as you're... Uh, so again, the tusks rake across you. Um, uh, rakes across you as, as he drags his, uh, his tusks up your chest. And there's a weird sensation where it's almost like there's an acidic kind of damage with it, but it's not technically acidic as it rakes up your side. But then... You're not really sure what it is, but you're, there's almost like that singeing sensation that you had uh, against your skin almost fights it off um, and pushes it away. Um, I'm going to say with that, that is his turn. That brings us to yourself, Master Dorian. What would you like to do? Well, let's start off by regenerating 10 hit points, as I <laughs> want to do. 
Lovely. Uh, so, so. Uh, yep, I'm only down one at the minute, so. Oh, I don't want to be messed up by that con save. Um. <laughs> let's get that multi attack on the go again. Um. So, the first one there is a 22. That'll hit. Uh, the second one probably won't because that is a 12. 12, let me just double check his sheet. Um, it is a. It is an 11 in uh, in hybrid forms, so that will indeed hit. Damn. Uh, it's because he's not so, wearing any but... actual armour, he's just his yeah. physical. Um, but yes. Uh, so that would be six pierce, uh, no, slashing damage, isn't it? Yeah, six slashing damage off first, and I mean, he's going to be strong enough to be able to break out. Let's go for the damage on the second. Okay. Uh, and that will be another six damage on that. Okay. Are your attacks classed as magical, may I ask? Um... They are not, I would say. Okay, let's uh, just double check some nonsense here, because, um, you know, the joys of Vampire Spawn. Um, uh, but yes, um, you rake into him. He is uh, he is very much um, in a... He doesn't seem to have control over himself as much as there's that kind of fight that you are also having. Excuse me. Um... Let's just make sure. No, it doesn't say that. Okay, so you will, he'll only take in six of those uh, 12 damage you've done total. But um, you rake across his chest uh, as he fights round as well. Uh, you placing as much damage as possible on him as you start to focus in on him and go, right, I'm not going to be able to grapple him. He's, he's much bigger than I am. I know what he's like in his normal form. Um, and you start to just cut away at him. Uh, he starts to duck round one attack and uh, you slice against it it's almost like almost like one of these stories you would have read or heard one of the the plays the players that have come through uh, but you're actually living it this time um anything else for you master dorian um as he attacks he would say um they were supposed to save her He um, roars at you, and um, okay. Well, he roars at, roars at you again in this response. And you can see that um, he uh, he doesn't seem to be inter taking in the information that's hearing. He's much more bestial than yourself at this point. Um, and you can see, especially as he's right up in front of you now, it's like seeing a wild boar that has been given a bipedal skill. Um, rather than an actual kind of like human with the head of a hog sort of thing. Um, he is going to... Yes, he's going to do uh, two, one tusk attack and one punch towards you. So let's see how that does. Uh, oh, that's a natural one and we know what we do with natural ones. He's taking damage. Um, and his punch is a... Uh, Unnatural 20 at this point. Yeah, that'll do it. Okie dokie. So he's going to take his own damage. <laughs> the we can think of this. Um, so he's taking. Uh, there we go. 
he takes five, so he takes eight points of damage from himself as he bites, he tries to swing at you uh, with his tusks and as he does, he slams into one of the trees by you, um, uh, almost slamming his head face first into it. Um, and then he swings back round with his elbow, just trying to get towards you and you'll be taking four points of damage, uh, half that to two, um, as he hits you in the back of the head with his uh, with his elbow. Um, what would you like to do, Master Dorian? Um, I guess I've kind of got to go for the multi-attack again. It's kind of all I've got. Go for it. Uh, first one's going to miss. And the second one is... I don't remember what you said that the armor on him was. 11. It's, an el- it's 11. So it hits. Your second one rolled. hits. Jeez. That was, that was close. Um... <laughs> Why it's not going to do too much. You know what? Screw it. Let's go for the grapple. Okay, excellent. So you swing round, and it's almost like you're rounding on one another as you, you try to uh, as you try to take him by surprise. As much as he is trying to just get a full-on aggression over you, you swing with that first one, and he just dodges out of the way. But this, uh, as you take the inertia of you swinging around him, you almost legless uh, kind of ride around his neck and then land on his back like a backpack and hold him in place, uh, holding his arms either side and pinning him in place uh, in the middle of the clearing. Um, That will bring us to his turn, where he is going to take his action to come back to human form, um, and will shout... um, He will will shout that uh, he never intended for any of this to happen. But he does not. Uh, it does nothing else. He's turned human. He is. Uh, is basically let uh, not being able to do anything else other than as you feel his form slowly shrinking in your arms and you hold on uh, to keep him in place as he's still quite a large man. Then why did you do it? It's Halcyon. Halcyon doesn't want your friend getting anywhere near the town. And as you say this, there is a gentle clapping in the background as you hear Dorian, oh Dorian, um, and because of the the because of the fact you're riding on him, uh, I'm going to say as um, as Gregor turns to hear this voice, you see the same figure that you have met before. Uh, this very slim, very opulently dressed man silver hair pulled back in a very fine kind of uh, shoulder length uh, kind of uh, like it's definitely not like a ponytail or anything like that it hangs very loose but it's very made up in a very court fashion um, it looks like it's the the, the, the the style of the time if you will um, as he has it very much uh, fashioned in place. It almost looks like it's a Lego figure that it would move in its own space. Um, but you see this very opulently dressed purples and blacks uh, with a very dark red uh, cravat that sits in the centre of an op- a beautifully almost bone white shirt 
uh, one of which uh, you may have in your own time actually made yourself as he's been in the area for some time at the moment um, but you hear you see this uh, this uh, figure stepping out of the tree line and Gregor kind of stops fighting for a bit and you just hear you um, I'm going to say just for um, initiative orders uh, what would you do at this point Dorian um, probably just keep the hold at the minute okay I'm going to put just so we can see them I'm going to put uh, the figure on the map for us over here as he steps into the into the fray um, I think that can be picked up on the ch yes it can be seen on the map good um, so uh, as you hold on to him Gregor takes a moment and starts running uh, with you on his back um, with grapple does he have a speed restraint um because I'm more just saying you're on his back for flavour we'll use the mechanics obviously um well says grapple uh and the body attack then after that is okay only um, incapacitated or restrained targets someone would assume yeah, yeah that would be restrained okay so I'm gonna say he tries to fight uh, grapple, yeah, grapple speed becomes zero, can't benefit from any. So he's going to try fight off essentially. So he plants his feet into the ground, starts to charge forward. Um, yeah, that's a 14. Yep, that'll do it. Okay, so he, you hold him for the most part, but um, he just, you feel it as he slips, and it's maybe it's the rain still falling around you, but he slips out of your grasp and you fall back onto the ground a little bit, landing onto your, onto your haunches. Uh, as he charges forwards and just runs directly towards uh, this figure who has appeared on the edge of the uh, of the uh, the, the, the words uh, on the edge of the clearing, would uh, is it the end of his turn? He can uh, make the grapple save with your ruling because now it's an action to break out with certain classes. It says escape. DC 13. Okay, so. so he just has to use his action to break out of it. He'd still have speed yep. then. Lovely. So he's just going to charge forwards. Um, let me just move him. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Um, but as he gets to the figure, uh, the figure just swings his hand. And um, I'm just, we'll roll it for, for, for the fairness of it. Uh, that will hit. So he will be doing. Yeah. Uh, that is that. So he'll be doing 12 piece. Okay, uh, so he'll be doing quite a bit of damage to Master Blacksmith. Uh, let's pop that back up. Where's it yeah. As you see, almost like the moonlight has been carved out of the air itself. Um, the uh, the the this blade appears out of nowhere from his hand as he rakes it up out of the air and you see a rapier scratches across the front of uh, of uh, Gregor and he will be doing that much damage lovely there we go and uh, there is a howl of pain um, as you see even from this distance and the moonlight catching it the silvered edge of the rapier um, Gregor drops to his knees in front of him um and starts to whimper as he grasps at his chest from where the uh, the blade has scratched across him. 
and you hear very gently, um, just above the wind and the rain, uh, this voice go, I would send you to your master to speak with him, pup. Um, that will bring us back to your turn, Dorian. What would you do at this point? Um, I think I'm just going to see how this plays out. Okay. Um, as you stand, uh, or you're, you're sat on your haunches in the mud watching this, um, the figure leans forward and whispers into Gregor's ear, and Gregor slowly gets up after he has been whispered into his ear and starts to exit the clearing. He bows towards you as he leaves. Excuse me. Um, the figure stands and looks towards you and goes, You have shown much promise. I am very happy to see how well you have done for me. No, no, Dorian, Dorian, please. And he, uh, he steps forward, offering a hand. Um, could I get you to... Let me just make sure I've got the right thing here. I think it's charisma saving for, for this one. Um, could I ask you to make a charisma save for me, please, Dorian? Absolutely, you can. Excellent. And remember, I took my charisma down. <laughs> Do you remember that part we were chatting so, about that uh, earlier? <laughs> yeah. So that's a 13. 13, lovely. Um, I'm sorry, it would be a wisdom, not charisma. Oh, wisdom? Yes. Well, uh, that'll be a 14 then. 14. Um, you still have a moment where you look at him and there's an anger rising up, but almost like a soothing kind of melody starts to play in your head as you as you stand and you, you face him and you start to speak uh, and say what you've said. But this soothing melody starts to play in your head and that kind of lizard brain starts to almost quell in the background as he stands before you and steps forward and he goes I never intended for you to uh, never intended for you to lose your loved one I I merely wanted a dress I am sorry for what these heavens have done for you He has charmed would you. I, yeah, I was going to say, would I then be charmed? Um, you are indeed. Um, mm -hmm. You can't attack the charmer or nope. target the charmer with harmful effects, and they have advantage uh, on ability checks to interact socially with you. However, you can throw your saving throw. Um, I mean, technically, technically. <laughs> if you hurt yourself because uh, it says one of the vampire's companions um, um, no the, the charm target regards the trusted friend 
Uh, although the target isn't under the vampire's control, it takes the vampire's requests or actions in the most favourable way it can and is a willing target for a bite attack, for example. Um, I can't see where it says where you can re-throw this. I think you're just charmed until it does... Do apologise, it's a bit a long time since I've used this sort of character. Uh, I did read it the other day and went, no, it doesn't. Each companion uh, ends the effect uh, on a can repeat saving throw um, whenever a harmful action has been uh, harmful action has been done by the vampire or the vampire's companions. Otherwise, it lasts for twenty four hours or until the vampire is destroyed, or it's on a different plane, or takes a bonus action to end the effect. There we go. Such a lot of text just to tell you you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yes, you are currently charmed. You uh, you act the, exactly the way you want, but again, as you as we just said, you can't actually attack him at the moment. You you see him as favourable at the moment. Mm -hmm. So yes, what would you do, Dorian? I want to attack him. Um, I mean. But, but... That's not how the spell goes. Just, just for the the flavour of it, and the, you step forward, and as you do, your physical body holds you. It's almost like uh, a, that lizard brain holds you in place, and he just raises his hand in that very kind of uh, Edgeworth in um, in Phoenix right. No, 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 Dorian. We do not need to attack each other. We just need to be calm. Breathe with me. Enjoy the night. Did you enjoy? And he, he gestures towards the humanoid on the floor. Did you enjoy your first drink? Why didn't you just kill me? Dorian, you are much more useful to me alive. I do not want you dead. I did not want Iris dead. I just wanted... worthy companions. These... monsters... And he gestures to the two on the floor. They seek harm to us. They do not understand our ways. And what are your ways? And there's kind of like a... He flips his hair um, in a, a glamorous fashion as the moonlight catches it and almost harps in the background of like... Um, uh, I am a creature of opulence. I am... I am one for the finer things, and I believe you are as well. I have seen your establishment. I have seen the clothes that you have made with your unfortunately past partner. And I can offer you revenge. I could go for revenge. Yeah. Will you walk with me? And he gestures towards the opposite exit to the clearing. Well, I haven't really got much choice in the matter because not only am I charmed, but if it's him as my vampire lord, then I literally have to respond to the command. <laughs> he does. Um, at this point, he 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 uh, apologizes. Apologies. I. Uh... I realise um, you are not making your own decisions right now. 
allow me to relinquish your uh, vast knowledge uh, and he flicks his wrists and you feel that melody just fade out of your head be aware if you do want to uh, attack in any way I will be forced to keep you in your little pen but I would like you to speak as equals I mean, it's worth the risk. I'm going to try and hit him. Go for it. Uh, roll for attack. Just, I, I, I want to see what I'm dealing with for the future. That's fine. I mean, that is a 24. Oof. You hit. Um, roll for damage. Okay. Um, so, that would be... Uh, nine, nine, uh, flashing damage. Lovely. Um, so let's just do a thingy. Um, so you you do very much, um, you do very much land the blow. You uh you you sw swipe across him, um, as you uh as you you take the the the, the initiative of having your own. Uh, will back uh, and slice across his uh, across his uh, arm as he raises it towards you in that flicking fashion. It rakes across and no blood seeps from the the opening. It's just almost like you. S it almost sounds like parchment being ripped as the 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 blade runs down his arm and he just looks at it and then looks back to you and then leans forward and whispers into your ear get one free the next time I will not be so pleasant well, how would you respond to that just checking well now that I know that I can Let's walk and talk. So he, he takes a moment watching you and then goes, Now we are stopping to, stopping acting like petulant children. Please. Um, and he starts to walk, not paying attention to if you follow him or, or if, you, if you stay. Um, and starts talking. I am aware that your town has suffered some... It has suffered from lack of culture for a while. And your lack of culture has, uh, has, has not been your own doing. It has been from the, dare I say it, the, 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 the boorish nature of the lord of the land. Halcyor never really knew how to uh, have fun. And he, as you, I'm assuming you follow, Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, you're walking along this path, and you know, with the area uh, that around these kind of areas, there there are uh, like logging camps and um, like different like construction sites that will have been used in the extension of ta the town of Revelry when they've been bringing out the border for new houses and such, or even if it's a case of they're just uh, looking to get uh, material for construction, they've worked 
excuse me, on the closer areas of the uh, of the town. Lord Halcyor is an old hat, but he is also a very powerful man. Lord Halcyor is also, as uh, some of your fine um, townspeople would believe, of a uh, nocturnal nature as well. There is a story that runs as old as time of the vampires versus the lichens. And it has been a very long time since your fine forest has known the opulence of the vampiric touch. And I think it is high time that Halcyor was brought down a peg. But to do that, I cannot do it by myself. I need fine people. I need people willing to do what is needed. I need people with desire in the heart. You, Dorian, you are one such person. And how does any of this get me revenge? Well, the people that brought an end to your dear Iris, they worked under the command of Halcyon. They were pawns, but we do not deal with pawns. In the game of chess, we only use pieces of power. Sure, we can send out a small party to ensure there is an opening, but when you are trying to checkmate your opponent, you do not do it with a simple pawn. You use the rook, you use the bishop, you use the knight. You have lost your queen, but that does not mean that you cannot win. Would you care to make a name for yourself as more than just a purveyor of fine goods? And what purpose would that serve? Well, my friend, I intend to take the town of Reverie for my own. I will be honest with you, I have no intention of sharing this, but there will be a new regime, and I am looking forward to having people of power that work with me. Yes, there will be the unfortunate circumstances of power struggles between the Lord and his... his uh, his people uh, who, who he, he, he trusts to work on his behalf but surely you my dear my dear dear Dorian you would know how to control the world if it was given to you 
unlike you, I don't desire the world. I desire revenge. And he looks around, looks back towards the bodies. I've started on that path. I will see that path through to its end. And I will get revenge on all involved. Dorian, you are a master craftsman. You see every stitch and you place them perfectly to make sure that the the dress of the sweet summer girl going for her first dance in the field of flowers is opulent. You place the fine pieces of leather so that the more boorish of us, and he gestures uh, towards the exit which uh, Gregor left upon, uh, can place pieces of metal to make sure that you are kept alive for as long as possible. However, I am a man who likes to enjoy the whole tome rather than the short story inside. I like to follow the intricacies of each character as they float through what beautiful story the the bard has crafted. And you can have much more than just simple revenge over some rat catchers that managed to relinquish you of one moment of desire. And as you have been walking for a while now, um, you come across uh, a cliff top uh, that sits. You've never seen this. You, I imagine, uh, in all case purposes, Dorian has never really left revelry. Um, in that same I very much just in case it hasn't come across yet it's very much um, that kind of um, the uh, the like stardust uh, village nobody goes past the wall unless it's the yeah. the, 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 uh, the fate um, I now cannot remember the name of it. Is it the, the, the village of stone or something like that um, I think so someone put it in the chat <laughs> stone or stone, stone seems right it's Neil Gaiman. It's probably got something wonderfully dry but brilliant. Um, and um, uh, but yes, uh, you come across this uh, this cliff top that you've never seen before, and you've no, you've never really heard of anything other than when there have been moments where stonework has been needed. They've gone out and made a quarry somewhere. You've never heard of such a almost beautiful kind of visage of uh, of nature that has been held back from you by sitting basically on the outskirts of town never really leaving it though and you can see that there is a small wooden kind of like trail uh, made of like ladders and such that leads down that would have once been an entrance towards one of these cavernous areas um, and he just, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the lord jesters, jesters towards it you um, you could make a name for yourself you could make a place where people come to test their metal. Not just the cut of your your wit, but the very nature of what it is to be alive. Why should everyone else mope around in existence? It's the village of Wall. Thank you very much, Bounce. Um, there we go. Um, I had that. I had that word in my head as well. Yeah. 
Stone wall? No, why would... Um, yeah, just, just, I, 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 I remembered wall, hmm. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It seemed weird, but then, yeah, gaming. Hmm. Anywho. So, uh, yes. We're, we're on a cliff. Yes. And, and, yep. Would you like to be the first of a new order for revelry? do you want me to do? I need you to be all you can be. I need you to stop fighting these urges that rise inside you. I need you to for want of a better term and I apologise on the somewhat pun that comes from it but I need you to finally live in your death. This hunger that you have been feeling for the last day. It is my problem and I apologise for bringing it upon you. But it is the first step in a very long journey. You are currently in the qualls of turning into a vampire yourself. You are what, what we lovingly refer to as our spawn. Your hunger, your aggression. But you do not have the diplomatic natures that are needed for cordial conversation, for witty repartee with your victim before you sink everything. I can offer you much more. And what do you ask in return, because... We both know that nothing ever comes without a price. The way of the vampire is, um, it is an unfortunate tradition. We live in a hierarchy that is created by sustenance. I am asking you to work on my name. But I am also asking you to serve in your own power. I will unlock the true potential of you with a mere action. But I will not do this if you do not choose to do it. look over the edge of the cliff. You see a huge drop. Looks to be about 150 feet. Um, you can see down below a lake that seems to have almost sprung out of nowhere. Um, as you look down, he will just clear his throat and go, 
This is a perfect place for a lair if you wanted to bring adventurers to your whim. I've heard tale of many mages and monsters across the world that seem to create places for adventurers seem to come like moths to the flame. And we need these moths, so we may feed. understand and nod and take a step back turning back around as you do um, the, the, we've not named him unfortunately yet because he has a name you have named him uh, but we've not called him out by name uh, but Lord Lomperouge um, as, as you have lovingly named him uh, as you turn round to see him, is rolling up his sleeve on his left arm, and you can see where you have raked across his arm with your claws. Perfect porcelain skin once again sits on his arm. Now in the moonlight as well, where there's no trees to obscure him, there is a almost twofold image that you can see of him. You can see this almost like manga esque kind of beauty every line of his cheek down to his shoulders every position he holds speaks grace and confidence and beauty but in the same glance almost like you're seeing two worlds kind of merged into one is this hideously old grotesque lank haired kind of crippled man who stands in the same position almost like if the wind were to blow too hard he would be knocked over and in the same instance this strong dominant figure and he brings a clawed finger up and rakes it across his arm again and this time rather than uh, the kind of sound of parchment you hear this kind of tearing of fabric and a seeping blood starts to run over his forearm and he gestures it out towards you and says my child I need you to drink And he will do so. And as you probably at first tentatively, but then more hungrily as the blood starts to hit the back of your gullet and again that kind of feral hunger starts to fall in. But then also just as it rose, the feralness disappears and you feel much more at control and you feel this kind of moment of at one with both Lombarouge with the area with the night itself and you feel this kind of like almost like an awakening inside your chest we will bring this chapter to a close <laughs> as you perfectly sip away please tell me you're drinking blackcurrant cordial or something like that of course I am yes yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking tea because I'm just old and British um, um Yes, um, yes, that will be the end of chapter one for Dorian Rook as he sips on his blood that needs he he needs to turn into a vampire, mm-hmm. rather than just a vampire spawn. Whew, that was fun. <laughs> that was, I mean, 
I've got to be honest, the, the werebore is severely underused most of the time. And um, it, it wasn't I a say, full werebore, I'm sorry. <laughs> I say most of the time, because this is now what the... This is the second werebore that I've encountered in with you. Yeah, I like werebores. I like were-tigers. Yeah. Um, I think I think when when you find what a halcyon is, you'll go, yeah, of course it fucking was. Steve just let it go. <laughs> but yes, we won't spoil that just in case it never happens because, again, the stories may evolve and grow in any way it wants. Um, but yes. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, that is uh, chapter one of Dorian Rook. Uh, is there anything you want to chat over or discuss from that, uh, Liam? Or is there... Anything you want to drop before we jump into the next one in a month's time now, because of how we've placed these apart? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Like, we've got this whole thing nowadays um, with it where we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're taking one a month. And that's exciting. Mm. Um, I mean, I've got a lair to start sort of yeah. planning. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm work on some blueprints. Nice. Get, I look some, to uh, on those. get some architect paper out. <laughs> Just gonna get emails every now and then going, could you see uh, version 2.5 and make sure that that yep. works for you? Yep. Uh, does it hit your aesthetic? Uh, <laughs> we'll get the planning regulations all sorted. But, um, but no, it'll be. Luckily, you've got the blacksmith on side now, so. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs>